Welcome to the One in the Shoebox podcast with Suji and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ed. Hi. How are you? Good. How oh, are you? I'm good. How was your week? It was good. I'm always like, who's going to beat him to it? <laughs> you going to say it first or not going to say it first? Hi, Ed. How was your week? <laughs> no, I did it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, but first, before we talk about my week, Susie just hit two million. Ah, Yay! Congrats. Thank you. It's um. It's really overwhelming to me. Like I have such mixed feelings about it. Like I didn't get, I didn't know until I was like at the gym and I was like working out and I got like a notification and I looked at it and then I looked at my follower count. And I was like, <gasps> it happened. And I was like happy. And like, I got really like nervous all of a sudden or they got like really mm. anxious. I just, I, I forget or like, I just, I guess, I don't know. I forget like how many people, 2 million people is. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so I felt this like really heavy sense of responsibility. Like I, the idea of calling myself an influencer, even to this day, like makes me shudder with like, bleh, it's so cringy to me, but like to know that I have some kind of influence over that many people, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how other people feel about it who have, I don't know, followings that big, but I feel like this really deep responsibility and I, I don't want to like fuck it up. I don't want to like, I don't know, take it for granted. I don't want to squander it, but I also am like, but I just have to keep being myself, whatever that means. I don't know, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank no, you. I know what you mean. I don't have anywhere near that followers, but even just focusing on like how many people have seen my face. Yes. Outside of even following me. Dude. It creeps me out. I get recognized everywhere now. Yeah. All the time at work, out and about with my kids everywhere. And like, it's manageable now, but like, I, I don't. You mean you got used to it a little bit? A little bit, because I can't, I don't think I'd ever get used to that. Well, maybe a little bit, or like, I, I'm more and more now when people say like, oh, you seem so familiar to me. Like, <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> and there was these three women, and they go, does anyone ever tell you that you look like that lady from TikTok? <laughs> and I was like, well, there's a billion people on TikTok. Um, is there a specific one? They're, they're like, oh my God, you sound like her too. And I was like, I am her. <laughs> I am she, she is me. <laughs> and who, like, who are you talking about? Your fake voice still sounds like your voice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, you know, Sujo One. I was like, that is me. And they're like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. You know, and it just, it just has gotten to be like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's fine. I just never thought, I never thought, and this is not just humility. This is not me being humble. Like I, even now am unconvinced that it's actually really happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I constantly, am like, oh, I've reached my ceiling. I've reached my ceiling. Why would anyone else want to follow me? <laughs> and yeah. then they do. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you say or do something that a big swath of the population who are, have no idea who you are, you forget. Like, TikTok is huge, a huge platform. And there are still bazillions of people who haven't seen your face. Yeah. And so you say something to them that resonates. And then all of a sudden, you know, this surge happens. And it's happening right now. And I'm I'm taking it in stride. And I'm, I'm really grateful. Yeah. And I'm really happy. And I'm excited. Um. We've both been it's getting crazy. a lot of visibility on TikTok for totally different reasons this week. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's a little hard. But it goes. We back all make mistakes. But it ping pongs. I mean, and that's that's how it is, right? It ping pongs back and forth, yeah. and that's how the the nature Ebbs of the and beast. Flows of life. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. 
positive positivity, negativity, it's and everything in between. And that's yeah. that's just the nature of content creation. Yeah. So you fall, you stumble, you get up, you keep right. going. And it's it's and we say this all the time. It's how you kind of pick yourself up. Yeah. That that makes the difference. So I don't know. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, I. <laughs> you'll see it on this video here, but I brought Su Susie a very congratulatory thing of kim kimchi. <laughs> Which, I, as a gift, is always welcomed. Well, or even when it's not a gift, just if you want to hand it off. Great, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, I was going to, well, like, that sounds horrible because I was going to give it to you anyway. But I was actually going to get you, like, a 2M balloons today, but we moved up the time, and I then... Didn't have time. I don't want that anyway. <laughs> it's too much. It's like it's, I, I would have hated that. Dude, Thank you, I, I hate that. <laughs> and I don't know. And like that's why I was gonna do it. Well, so many people on TikTok do like that celebratory thing, and they like jump around and they have the balloons. And I, I feel weird doing that, or I feel like I'm not. I don't want to like brag or like gloat about it. I'm so grateful, but I also don't want to do like a overly like. I don't know. I, I don't want to draw, draw too much attention to it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do like to thank people though. Yeah, I think and I cook will. for them by eating it all myself. Well, I made a giant one m uh, kimchi pancake the last yeah, time yeah. when I hit a million. Mm -hmm. so maybe I'll make. That's what I mean. I was like, I made this for you guys. But I'm even gonna though eat. I'm gonna eat all of it. <laughs> I was so full that day of love, joy, and kimchi pancakes. Oh man, I forget what it was. Maybe a hundred k when I made like um, crispy rice, like spicy tuna Ooh. and salmon, and I was like, I love this. So much. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll do that. Giant. Oh, maybe I'll. Oh, maybe I'll get a big sushi platter for myself. Two M mm. all different sushis. That I love ideas. Colorful and delicious. It does. But other than that, uh, for me, my mom left after six weeks. Yeah. One of those weeks, she was in North Carolina. But yeah, she finally left uh, yesterday. I cried a lot. <laughs> I just felt like we made some progress, and just you know. The age thing keeps like messing of with course. me a little bit. So, but other than that, it's it's been good. It's been good. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys had that time together, and I'm glad that there was a little bit of sounds like a little bit of healing between you and and her. Yeah, I think there was. I think there was some butting of heads to get there first. But yeah, I mean that's sometimes you have to. Communicate. You can't crash through the wall without breaking a few bricks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 There you go. Mm -hmm. Can't Good. topple trauma without doing that. A little bulldozing. Yeah. Got well, to. I mean. Yeah. Which brings us back to the fact that, like, let's not forget, we have to go to one of those destruction rooms or whatever I, they're called. We keep talking about it. Maybe we'll do it next week. Mm -hmm. I really could break something right now. I want to break something. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're telling me, sister. I'm afraid they're going to be like, you have to leave. <laughs> you broke things that weren't meant to yeah. be broken. See that wall? Yeah. You weren't supposed <laughs> to break that wall. The floor? Did you break the floor? This floor. concrete floor, you it's broke it? Psycho. That was just my footstep. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so angry. Hulk footstep. Um, what were we talking about? Where are we? Um But yeah. Let's we'll do that next week or yeah, something. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. I think that sounds great. But before that, this week we have a fun episode for you guys. Another well, it's kind of like a mix, right? We have a yes. couple of listener write-ins. Which we love. It's we my favorite. Love. Please continue to write them for us. We're just gonna compile them and then just do episodes every once in a yeah. while. So whatever you want to write us about, just write us about it, whether it's an asshole thing or anything well, advice. I feel there's a difference when I read like a am I the asshole from like another, like from like Reddit or like whatever, it feels like a stranger. But when I get write-ins from like people who follow us or watch our YouTube or whatever, I feel like they're our friends. We're like, hey guys, I just wanted to write this fun story. You know, I feel like a connection to yes. it. So it feels more like, um, 
I don't know, just like sharing a friend's story. Yes. So. And we love having you guys here. I mean, that's the reason why we do this. Look at this thing. It's thick as hell. We yeah. love it. <laughs> Susie earlier was like, what is this? Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> volume four? A through J. Like, <laughs> dude, this is so much. But it's good. I mean, I don't know what she's talking about. What's a... Encyclopedia Britannica. So back a, lo a long, long time ago, <laughs> when dinosaurs a man would here. come to your front door with a wagon filled with these big, shiny red books, and your father would make you read them cover to cover. Oh, my God. I came home one day from, I think I was in middle school, and my mom had bought them. Yeah. And then she even had to buy a bookcase from them yeah. to fit it all. And I was like... Most of them, even when we got rid of it, like when you opened it, it still made that crackling, crackling noise. Yeah. Cause like she had also gotten me the internet. So I was like, I don't know if you know that you just redundant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's really funny? I went to my parents' house and my dad built this like bookshelf in the garage. I was like, what the fuck? My dad's a bit of a pack rat. I mean, he's not a pack rat, but he definitely keeps things. Asian. And I looked and the encyclopedias are still there. Oh my God. I'm going to grab some and take a look. Probably not so even outdated. outdated. I can't even imagine what's yeah. in those now. I think I'm going to take a look. They're from like probably like 19, late 70s, early 80s. He'd be like, dad, I'm bored. Go read. Read what? Pick any letter. <laughs> yeah. Find read something. L. I'm like, I think I used those Llamas. books like three times for like a school project, <laughs> yeah. like when I researched cheetahs and hyenas. Right, and exactly. Uh, mine was um, the bot fly, and I did one on Uruguay. Oh. And those encyclopedias came in very, very but handy. You said the butt fly, and bot. I was like, what is a butt bot fly? fly. Yeah, yeah. I believe they come from, they do eat poop. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I do remember that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, moving right along. Ooh. The deterioration started early today. Um, we're going to read a listener write-in. I'll read this one. Yes? Yes. Dear Ed and Sujia, first, I'd like to thank you both for your YouTube channel and to the topics you discuss. I was not on, not on TikTok until I saw your reels on Instagram. Now I'm hooked and can't stop watching from, I can't stop myself from watching your TikTok and your previous YouTube videos. Thank you very much. Now, with my question slash story. My name is So Young. My dad named me when I was born in Korea. I came to the States when I was 10. Long story short, my dad passed away when I was 14 from cancer and I kept my Korean name. I'm very sorry to hear about your father. Yeah. With that being said, every time I introduce myself to non-Koreans, I have to say, hi, my name is So Young, the opposite of quote, so old. <laughs> I hate doing that, but if I don't, the 9.9 .9 out of 10 times people call me Soo Young, Sue, So, or even Sophia. A few years back, I had an incident that make, that still makes me mad. This Karen came up to me when I was introducing myself to other people in the group. She had the nerve to ask me why I didn't change my name to an English name that's easy to pronounce like most Asians do when they come to America. I was shocked and couldn't think of anything better to say other than it was the name given by my dad and my name is not hard to pronounce. It's just unfamiliar to her. My question is, is there a better way to introduce myself and have people call me correctly other than to say the opposite of so old? I think I'm just tired of doing this. Interested to hear both of your thoughts on this. Again, thank you from the bottom of my, my heart for your podcast. <laughs> and my tap tap gets released from my guts when I listen to you guys. Tap tap if you don't know, is kind of like a like a heavy feeling. Yeah. Right? It, I think that's the best way to Yeah, it's like this it. like stuffy, this suffocating heavy, yep. feeling. Mm -hmm. Like you need to like release it. Like yep. tap tap is like imagine like a, like a heavy animal or like, you know, was sitting on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then the opposite of that would be like, oh, I have like room Shoot. to breathe. <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Relief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um 
So the question is, is, is there a better way to introduce yourself? I think the way you introduce yourself is fine, but unnecessary. I don't think so young is so hard to say that if you said it, anybody who willfully will, uh, these are two words that are in English that, that are used in English, yeah. but as your Korean name. What so, do you mean? Why don't you have a name that's easier to pronounce so young are right. both English words. Right, exactly. Like if that old ass Karen bitch and she says even something, he'd be spells like, I it. am so young, unlike yeah. you who is so old. Yeah, and she even spells it the way it's spelled in English, like S-O right. and then young, like Y-O-U-N-G. Right. You know, this actually reminds me of one of my mom's old business partners who actually was her sister's best friend, one of her best friends, and her name was Myung. Mm -hmm. And she, and I was a kid when she passed away from cancer, but she, I had my most endearing memory of her is how hilarious she thought it was. Like when she used to introduce yourself, herself, she's like, hi, I'm me, I'm Myung. Like, you know, me young, you old. <laughs> yeah, and I used to just be like, that's Clever. genius. Yeah. You know, it's like funny. It like kind of helps to break the ice. Right. Maybe even some of the, you know, weirdness, like the weird microaggressions like you got from right. this woman. And I think, I think something like that, I, you don't have to. I don't think you should have to. Absolutely not. But, you know. If it makes it, if it, makes it easier for, for you, you, you know, to have to not keep re-explaining what your name is or having to hear them say it, you know, and mispronounce it or. That would trigger me. Yeah, it would, me too. Um, because on, on some level it feels deliberate almost, or like they have not taken the, even the smallest amount of, intention to say your name correctly like that to me it just feels like an act of aggression you yeah. know what i mean like you you couldn't take the time to learn my name yeah. that i literally just fucking said to you well that that's a, that's a choice and then you even to misconstrue that. it and be like it's confusing it's like it's two english words yeah and also did you fucking call me sophia yeah. like not close dude not fucking <laughs> close what the fuck you know so for your mental health and for your well-being, I would say if that feels like the right thing to do, and I think of course context and being, or you know, depending on the group that you're in, and you know, you have to gauge that as well. But I think if that makes it easier for you, then just do it. Yeah. You know, I think that is also a good way to set the tone for people. Yep. My name is so young, like the opposite of so old, um, and I'm explaining it to you in case you feel like you want to be a funny guy. Yeah. And say or you could even be like, hi, I'm so young, you know, like so young forever. Right. You know, like right. whatever, like whatever it is that's going to help. I think don't worry about how other people are going to take it only out in the context of how it affects you. Right. And like Susie said, if right. it's going to help your mental health, then okay. do it. And I right. honestly, I think it does help frame stuff in a way where some of that negativity is probably bounced off before it could right. happen. Right. That's exactly what I was just about to say. It's like it kind of, again, sets a tone like I'm being playful about it for now. Yeah. And I'm saying this to give you the benefit of the doubt that you will take time to listen to what I'm saying and then pronounce my name right. It, a name is yeah. very intimate, you know, calling somebody by their name correctly. Like yeah. I'm introduced to people all the time and usually it's written down for me first. And if it's a name that I'm unfamiliar with, I will say like, can you just tell me how you pronounce your name or how do you pronounce your name or how do you like your name? Even when it's like a name like Andrea, yep. I'm like, do you like Andrea? Do you like Andrea or, you, you know, like what? And they will mm -hmm. be like, oh, I don't really care. I'm like, but I care because I want to say your name the way yeah. that you want to hear your name. They're like, oh, I've never really had anybody even ask me that. I'm like, well, your, a name is really they important. Should. It's important. If people can pronounce Tchaikovsky, <laughs> they can pronounce Soyoung. Dostoevsky? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, come on. So I hope that helps. Um, 
do what makes you feel good. And if yeah. other people feel bad for you feeling good, well, you know, when I say to that, fuck them. Get rid of that top top pay. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> All right. First, uh, next we have a write-in. Oh, no. I wanted to reach out because of how open and vulnerable Ed is when he talks about his relationship with his mother. Oh, cool. If you want me to take Are over at any point, let me know. No, it's okay. Okay. For full transparency, I'm white and so is my mother. However, I relate to the content converse, current conversation many children of immigrant Asian immigrants are having regarding their relationships with their parents, more specifically how Ed talks about his relationship with his mother. I've never heard someone explain my relationship with my mom so clearly than when Ed shares his own. I'm listening to the most recent episode, and when he says she sees me as an asshole having a tantrum rather than her child begging her with everything he has for her validation, I felt so seen. The past Christmas, my mother and I got into a screaming match. Well, I was screaming. She was shut down. I stood there as a 34-year-old woman begging her with my entire body, my entire emotional state breaking down, just for an ounce of validation. She does nothing. She just stands there making the sense of abandonment worse and worse and worse. In the morning, she told me it's how I come at her. And I explained that it's not, a, it's not like, it's like a bee sting and having an allergic reaction. At this point, after this thing, I go into shock. After 34 years, I can't convince my body to not have the most extreme reactions to her stings. I told her that if I'm going to continue to have a relationship with her, I need her to be able to take responsibility for when she hurts my feelings and not shut down. I told her I understand her parents did a number on her, but it's not fair to me that I also need to be a victim of her parents. Mm. I know this is a lot. I'm trauma dumping. I think I just wanted Ed to know he's not alone. And him talking about his relationship with his mother makes me feel not alone. I've also considered going no contact. But what has stopped me is seeing how badly my mom wants to change. I can see that she hears me and I can see that she wants something different. Well, um... You didn't give us your name, I think. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, How does that make you feel? It, it makes me feel seen. It makes me feel like I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm just like a brat. Everything you said, everything you said, I feel in the depth of my soul. So thank you. I think that's always a really important thing when we go through something that is hurtful and painful to know that like other people have gone through it. They've survived it. They understand it. They feel it. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. is incredibly validating. And I'm glad that he wrote that to you. Yeah. That was thank really you nice. so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, I really hope your relationship with your mother gets better as soon as possible. And if it's something that's important to you, then definitely keep going because, um, you know, it hasn't been without its, you know, bumps and challenges, but I really truly believe that my relationship with my mom is getting better. Even when she left yesterday, she sent me a text after she landed and she was like, I did a lot of thinking on the plane about what you've been saying. And she said, I'm really sorry. And just, you know, the only advice I can give you is, Sometimes when you do feel yourself going into that moment of shock and fight or flee, and, you know, we always fight, you know, because we want to fight for a relationship. Sometimes maybe just like take a breath, you know, and I'm giving you this advice and this is something that I'm still trying to work on. Right before my mom left, we had a little bit of an argument and my roommate had to be like, hey, remember when you said you were going to take a break? And I was like, I totally forgot. Try to do that. And it, it might, you know. Mm -hmm.
just give yourself a time to breathe and think. But thank you so much. Whew. Take a second. Take a second. Let, let's soak in because I think that's such a powerful thing for you too. Yeah. You know, to, to know that you're reaching people in this way and that healing is is a concentric circle and it starts and it just radiates out. And I think that's a, I think that's a really positive thing for you, especially today to hear. Yeah. Good. And I think being vulnerable is like kind of hard, especially in a public space, because <laughs> like sometimes you're like, I don't know how people are going to receive this or like, do I come off misinterpret, mis misunderstood or like sure. are haters going to use this to weaponize this, yeah. you know, like those things. But and uh, all of the answers to that is yes. <laughs> and fuck them. And so but stuff like this makes me really realize that it's important. And we as who we are, who do what we do. I think we have to try to spend more time focusing on the, these things, yeah. you know, the positive things that are coming out of all this. Cause that that's hard. It's hard it to do. Hard. So I'm glad. <sighs> I don't know what this one has in store for me. Um, is it real? Is that what that says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was dating this Hmong man. I'm white. I fell absolutely head over heels for him. I started to learn to cook his favorite foods and even a little, a little Hmong before he broke up with me. He is the youngest and he, Said he had to break up with me because I'm white and his parents won't approve at all. This absolutely broke my heart when he texted me that I started to not be able to breathe. I was crying so hard. Is it true that Asian parents don't allow their kids to date out of their race? First of all, I'm so sorry that that was communicated to you through a text. Yeah, that sounds shitty. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that part is telling. Yeah. Because... Sure. Some parents, especially the ones who recently immigrated here, have, I don't know what it is, but, you know, when you come from a homogenous country or homogenous yeah. area, it's not even a choice. It's 99.9% right. that you're going to marry someone within your nationality or ethnicity. And I think sometimes when you move to a very non-homogenous place, it's something that's hard for some parents to have to process mm -hmm. or learn or accept. And I, and I say that part is very telling about him because it's, it's stuff that he should have been doing to set the tone, to set their expectations. Cause that's what I've been doing with my mom ever since I was a kid. You know, she, I used to be like, you know, even as a kid, I used to tell her like, you know, I'm probably not going to marry a Korean girl. Right. Just because of the sheer fact that we live in a country where we're like 0.1% yeah, right. of the population. And I'm not even talking about Asian. I'm talking about Korean. <laughs> Specifically, we're like such a small population, like the chances of me falling in love with a girl who happens to be Korean isn't as high as falling in love with someone- Who's not. Who's not. Right. And like, in the beginning, my mom used to be like, ha 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 ha, but like over the course of time- She's like, oh shit. Yeah, she was like, okay. you know what, What you're right. And that's what I mean. And I'm, I'm not saying that he should have been doing this as a child, but as a grown man, he should have been having conversations. He should be- Look, if you want to spend your life with someone, sure, maybe not at the exact level at your parents, but they should be somewhere around important there. Maybe for some above their parents, maybe for some equal, but it should be somewhere around there. And if they're willing to throw you away because it's not uncomfortable for them. But but here, the, the here's the question. The question is, is it true that Asian parents don't allow their kids to date out of their race? Yes and no. There are, everybody's different, you know, and it depends on so many factors. Mm -hmm. My parents growing up, they didn't talk to me about dating really at all. 
So they, when I brought this big white dude home, they couldn't be like, you can't date it. would be like, you gave me no direction at all. There was no handbook, no roadmap for me at all. You were just like, what? We don't know. They didn't say anything. You didn't say like, we would really love it if you married. No. Even when I was dating a Korean guy, we were dating for a long time. I was really young and, you know, he thought we were going to get married. And I was like, I don't know. I think he wants to get married. My parents were like, yeah, no, you're too young to get married. But it wasn't. And if there was nothing about him being Korean that, in fact, if I'm being totally honest, my mom was like, I don't know if you should marry him. His mom's a bitch. She's a Korean bitch. (laughs) My mom hated her. (laughs) She called me fat to my face. And my mom was like, fuck her. Which is weird because, you know, there's so much fat phobia in my family. Anyway, that's different. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where like, I can call you fat, but nobody else. fucking bitch can. Fuck that bitch. and so they didn't really say anything. And I think that also has to do with a lot of like repressed um, emotion from Asian parents. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of different variables involved. So there's unfortunately no way of me saying like, yes, Asian parents or no Asian parents do or do not allow it. Yeah, I mean, and, I think a lot for a lot of them, it's just like, especially if they recently immigrated here, like right. it's just a lot of unknowns for them. That And that's what I mean. Like you as the person, like their child, should be doing some of the prep. Yeah, but also then there comes the question of allowed? Yeah. You're th- 29 years old, what do you mean allowed? Oh, I'm not allowed to date you anymore? It's like, okay, well, but that again, culturally is a very different thing depending on where on the spectrum they are, how far away from this particular Asian culture they are. I, there is no one answer, but I, I will say this. Had you pursued or he pursued, it would have been probably really difficult knowing how his family feels about you. And that, that, I don't know, like when you marry into a family, you don't marry just the person you marry, you marry their whole family. And whatever Mm -hmm. comes with that is what comes with that, which is why my mom didn't want me to marry that Korean dude because his mom thought I was fat. And that was rude. (laughs) So yes and no, like you said. Yes and no, there's no way of, of saying, but you know. But he doesn't sound like he was the one you wanted to spend the rest of your Dude, life. Dude, he with broke up with you in a fucking text. Yeah. What what is that? Very telling. It's it, like just no. remember, it says more about him than it does you. Right, right. Hello. I've been enjoying your podcast and I followed Sujia for a long time. Thank you. Was I the asshole for mentioning chopsticks in a joking matter? Uh-oh. We'll find See, out. <laughs> the last time we gave <laughs> right. advice about this, we were like, oh, we're we, we were, were wrong. wrong. Recently, I was at a friend's white male 26 house with his wife, Chinese female 25, and a few other friends. I'll call them Mike and Laurie. Laurie was adopted as a baby from China, but she prides herself in her heritage and celebrates Chinese holidays and cooks a lot of Chinese dishes. We were joking about joking around about eating messy snacks like Doritos and Cheetos with forks, and I joked saying, you got any chopsticks? Here's where I'm probably the asshole. I was sitting next to Laurie and turned directly to her and asked that. I was ref- I was referencing that people do actually eat Cheetos with chopsticks, and I have eaten with chopsticks in their house before, but I could have just as easily asked Mike that or not said that at all. Immediately, I realized what I had done, and I felt really stupid. She talked about her experience with bullying and racism, and I feel like I did the exact thing she's been hurt by before. Should I apologize to her, or should I just do better next time? I'm afraid that apologizing could make it more of an uncomfortable thing for her. Thanks. Well, this is actually really interesting because I think this uh, plays to intersectionality mm-hmm. because you didn't ask the husband, one, because he was white, but also maybe because he's a man. 
And so the expectation is that whatever utensils are in the house is a question to be asked to the woman of the house instead of the man of the house who also happens to be Chinese. So there's like, like more there than just one thing. Yes. Um, I don't think it ever, uh, I never think it's bad to apologize for something that you might feel have uh, has offended somebody. So this is K, right? Um, I think if you feel, if it's something that you think about and like the next time you see, you know, Lori, uh, it might come up for you. I would just very, you know, casually be like, you know, the other day I said something and it kind of felt icky to me. And I kind of felt like it might be something that, you know, you might have felt bad about. And I just want to just make sure that we're always communicating and we're in the clear. I value your friendship and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to make this mistake again. So I just want to draw attention to it just to clear the air. I think that's always a nice thing to do. I agree. I agree. I, even if she wasn't like devastated, upset by this, right. I think it, I think it says a lot about you to be like, hey, I thought about what I said without her even having to bring it up or anything right. and just be like, hey, look, I don't know if you took it this way, but I kind of felt icky, like you said, saying it. And I just want to make sure that like, I'm really sorry. I right. thought about it. I'm going to really work on it. And and I guarantee you, like I said, even if she wasn't like, oh my God, what a dick. Like she's going to be like, Thanks. thank you. Thank you. And the truth might be that it might not have even registered with her. Like if I was in my house and somebody asked me for chopsticks, I'd be like, yeah, of course you know I have chopsticks. I'm Korean. You've seen me eat with chopsticks a million times. Yep. It would be like if you asked me for a fork. Yes, I have. You know what I mean? So maybe she didn't even take it that way. But you don't know that. Yeah. So but it's always good. To even just, if she you know. didn't, if you say this, she's going to think in her head to be like, yep, I'm associating this person further into the safe zone. Yes. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. I know that, you know K what I mean? K is a safe person yes. for me. Mm -hmm. K is somebody that understands kind yep. of that there is more to me than just yes. my adoptiveness, my yes. Chinese-ness, my any, yep. you know, any of that. My married to a non-Chinese, you know what I mean? Like these things. And again, validating and seeing a person for their, their entire self is such an important and validating thing for people. And I, like I said, I can't see how Lori could ever look at that negatively. Yeah. I, or at least I wouldn't. And when people apologize without having to be prompted to do so, yeah, nothing literally says I right. trust you more than that right. exact. Like act. I try to put myself in Lori's position. If somebody was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry. The other day I said something to you that I thought might be offensive," and if I didn't think it was offensive, I'd be like, "Oh, I wasn't offended by that at all." But thank you so much for even. Thinking yeah. about that. Being so considerate. Or if I was offended, I'd be like, I'm really glad you brought that up. It did bother me. And to know that you've given yes. it a second thought reassures me that we have a friendship that means something. And didn't have to put it on me For sure. to uncomfortably right. have to address it with you. Right. Cause like that's oh, a thing too. Like worst. you're like, oh my God, am I gonna seem like I'm overreacting? Am I gonna put a burden on our friendship? Is it right. gonna be weird? Like, so yes, a hundred percent. Me, I'm a blurter. I just blurt shit out. I'm like, Hey, Same listen, I'm really sorry. I said this. It was really stupid. I'm, you know, and I can't help it because I just need to get it. I need to get it out. Same. I, I need us to just, fact, I need it to be gone. I need us to get through it. In fact, when I apologize, sometimes people tell me, they're like, please stop. It's now getting annoying. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, if you say sorry one more time, I swear, yeah, yeah. I'm that person. Right. <laughs> All right. You read it. It's too long. Would, I do okay. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Would I be the asshole or am I the asshole for giving the stank eye to a group of adults in the Asian supermarket? I, 16 years old, am fully Chinese, but born in England. And while my proficiency in Cantonese is awful, my parents have always given me a chance to connect with our culture through our food. Relatable. Totally. It's something I've always appreciated from them, especially whenever I'm feeling like I'm stuck between being British and being Chinese. That's why food has always been so important to me. 
Get out. Totally get that too. We go in Chinatown bi-yearly to stock up on our Chinese groceries. On this particular trip, I was walking in the freezer aisle with my brother and there was this group of who I assume were young adults, probably like 20 to 23 years old. I think they were friends and they were also a multiracial group, although there were no East Asian people. The shop specializes in East Asian cuisine. They started checking out the freezer section and started to laugh at the frozen chicken feet, which happened to be my favorite part of dim sum, which is also where I feel like I may have been an asshole. I stood there intentionally and made eye contact with one of them until they noticed me staring. (laughs) Um, I love you. Yeah, so relatable. (laughs) It's very funny how fast they shut it the fuck up. Yeah, shut it the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Even left after they noticed the Chinese person judging them for mocking food. I feel a little mean for essentially shame kicking them out. I feel like I was kind of an asshole since I understand chicken feet are very much not typical part of British diet, and it's definitely a culture shock, but these were grown adults, so I feel like they should have had a little bit more sensitivity. Am I the asshole? Hell no. Or like one of those You're actually choices, my hero. Yeah, where like <laughs> you are the right kind of an asshole. For like, sure. And I only mean the word asshole in like perfectly, not competitive, but what is like a... Uh, I don't know what word you're looking for in your brain. <laughs> do, do, do. I don't know either. I, now the pressure has gotten to me. Yep. Um, so yes, asshole, a righteous asshole. Yes. Right? Like that yeah. kind of sounds bad too, though. Righteous asshole. Why? Because it sounds kind of religious. Like uh like you're being not combative, but like, you know, when you address things and you like whatever, we'll just move on from that. First of all, you being 16, I think shows a tremendous oh, amount I of- totally forgot about yeah, that. First of all, that you even like know who we exist and you're 16, because 16 year olds, I just feel like is a demographic of people that's like, who the fuck this old bitch? <laughs> She's so annoying. Very mature. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you have kind of the um, awareness around you as to what's going on, I think is also Maturity. something that I think is really cool that you are able to you know even acknowledge. Um, and no, I don't think you're the asshole at all. I think a group of grown people who are at a grocery store who can't understand what chicken feet are, like, come on, dude. And like being shamed by a 16 year old person, I think is- Because I guarantee you, they're also the same ones who are like making content being like, or whatever, being like, no waste. It's like, right, no <laughs> or waste. Even if they're not, it's like, they they need to understand that this world is a changing place and the the time and space for people who can't understand that people eat different foods is over it's fucking over and you being you know a gen z you know to these uh, maybe millennials or whatever it, it's it was it was completely justified in my opinion and and i feel like it maybe even hit a little differently coming from someone who was younger than them right. because it makes them feel like oh, we're kind of being immature. I mean, hopefully that's how they felt, but also they have these types of reactions because they've also lived in a homogenous life where they haven't been exposed to these kind of things. So like someone has to tell them like, yeah, what you're doing, not Not appropriate. So So insanely immature, like grow the fuck up. I'm 16 and I'm telling you who's 30 to grow the fuck up. Yeah, And, and that's coming from someone who's like never eaten chicken feet. Oh, it's good. I'm a little nervous about it, but I would never, I don't, I, I'm never like, ew, chicken feet. I'm just like, it's ooh. just collagen-y. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, that's what I figured. It's good. Like almost got like a, like a. It must be really good for your skin. Like marrowy kind of like, like sticky. Oh. You know, I love it. Um, also, if you know, you don't know this, 
every adult is afraid of teenagers. <laughs> Me being a coach for ch children between the ages of 11 and 14, I can tell you they are very scary. <laughs> and when they are talking and I hear them whispering, I'm like, I really hope they're not talking about me. <laughs> they're so scary and mean. <laughs> I'm like, are they talking shit? Do they think I'm the worst? Do they think I'm so cringy? <laughs> no, that's all I think about. I'm obsessed with thinking about it. It's so scary. They, they like found my TikTok and they, they're, they said it, the, the, I think they're eighth grade girls were like, hey coach, we saw you're on TikTok. My daughter died. She's like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I was like, don't say it, it's embarrassing to my daughter. And now she's staring at me. And now you guys are staring at me. I have to go, I quit. I'm burning it. My I'm phone is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think that was, I think what, I feel like what she what was, I don't even know who this was. She, she didn't give a name. Oh, okay. I feel like what you did is probably very similar to something I would have done had I been in the same situation. Yeah. Then and now. You could have also just been like, hey, you can prepare this like this, this, and this, and been like a little snarky or something about it. I, one time I was at uh, an H Mart and there was these like group of like, um, mostly white girls, there's like four of them. So there were like, there was like four of them and they were in the snack aisle, you know, makes sense. And they like, you could see that they were getting overwhelmed. This isn't really the same, but they could see that they were getting overwhelmed and they were like, oh, maybe let's just get a bunch of like Oreos. And I was like, in no. my head, I was like, you came to a Korean market to buy Oreos. And it's not even like, if you've ever seen Oreos at a Korean market, it's not like those packs that we get in America. They're just single sleeves and boxes and it's way more expensive than the box like the packs that we get. So I stood there and I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. Don't be a dick, don't be a dick. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, if I were you, I'd grab these, 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 and these. And I just like handed them snacks and they were like, thank you. Oh my God, thank you so much. So like- but you did a nice thing. Yeah, I do, nice. I do, I'm a nice person sometimes. You can be yeah, nice. I'm not an arrogant. I knew it. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> but like, and I get it, it's not the same thing, but like maybe right. you could also be like, hey, look, I know it looks a little jarring, but if you prepare it this way, they're actually really delicious. Right. And maybe like Susie said, just tell, set the expect, expectation of what it's like, you know? Right, right. You can do both. You can yeah. be snarky. But you didn't do anything wrong, I no, don't think. I loved not. it. I'm just giving you a potential maybe option. Okay. Hi, Ed and Sujia. I had a situation recently and I'm curious to know what you think. Did I go too far? My mother-in-law is very generous, hardworking, loving person, but she's also very critical of me, of everything and everyone. I have always felt like I was not good enough as a human being, oh, I was not good enough as a human being for her. However, she is older than me, so I try and generally fail to shut up when she says outrageous things. A few weeks ago, she was visiting. She was talking about doing groceries and this is what she said. There was a sale on pork ribs, a really good deal. I was waiting to pay and the man in front of me had a cart full of like $300 worth of ribs. Dang. When he turned, I saw he was Chinese. I'm sure he was buying for his restaurant. There's no reason for him to buy that much meat if he doesn't have a restaurant. I was talking to the cashier after and she said it wasn't right for one person to buy that much food. There's she said, I was trying to cashier and she said, okay, uh, for one, buy that much food. There should be a limit on those oh, sales so real poor people could benefit from the sale. I took a minute, let that sink in, and I saw our seven-year-old next to me and thought, 
I can't let this be the last word. This is too racist and I need to show my child how wrong her assumptions are and how to use the, his white privilege the right way. So after a couple minutes, I said, so let me get this straight. You saw a man buying a lot of meat and assumed he was a Chinese restaurant owner because he was Asian? Her response was, no, it was because he bought a lot of meat. Don't say I'm racist. I'm not racist. I never said she was racist. My husband calmed her down. When she got home, she wrote, a huge email to him saying how disrespectful we were to her that we should respect our elders and not call her out of her name. When she says things we disagree with, she has not spoken to us since then. Am I the asshole for calling her out on something that I truly feel was not acceptable or am I just oversensitive and speaking out of turn? Let me know what you think. Thanks. C. Her mother-in-law's not Asian, right? I'm no. Okay. I don't think any of them are Asian. Okay. This is my assumption as to why. Okay, so let's see. So she goes into a, re a market. The person in front of her buys a shit ton of ribs. I mean, I buy a shit ton of ribs, and I don't have a restaurant. I just make good-ass ribs. Mm -hmm. Buy a Suji's gochujang sauce. Yeah, no, but for real. Sujifoods.com. Delicious. Um, Especially but, on ribs. Yeah, particularly. Um, But you know what I mean? So, yeah, the assumption for the mother-in-law to be like, he's Chinese, he's buying ribs, he obviously owns a restaurant, which plays into the stereotype that all Asian people own restaurants or dry cleaners because that those were the only jobs we could get You know, when we were allowed to immigrate to the United States. You know what I mean? So it just reinforces these stereotypes. Was it the best strategy to call her a racist in front of your kid? Did she? No, she so, just kind she of just- said it. She just, yeah. No, yeah, she, she says, I never said she was racist. So if she took it, See, this is the thing. People always tell on themselves, right? So all you said was, so because that man was buying all those ribs, you just assumed he owned a restaurant. I'm not racist. I never said you are. But if you feel that because of what I said that I'm calling you a racist, maybe it's because you already kind of to some degree know that it sounds racist. Right. And you're confirming what you think I'm telling you yeah. based on what you said. And even unconscious biases, I guess, are a degree of racism, right? Of it's just like unchecked are. racism. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you're a horrible person. It just means that like, hey, you, haven't you might be about aware it. about the fact that like this ideology right. came from you and like why you said those things, right. you know? And like, even if he was buying his ribs for a restaurant, what difference would that make? You can buy food that whenever you want, you know what I mean? So it's like the assumption that he's all of these things just because he's Chinese, that it does of course have layers of racism in it. Of course it, it does. does. But I also understand the fact of like trying to understand why someone's buying so much ribs. The thing like, I- why do I care? The thing I think about is, is um, I typically go to Trader Joe's for my garlic. It's, it's usually, I feel like the fresherest out of some, like some just like you go to the garlic. Fresherest. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like some are fresh, <laughs> but then they're like, you had look at the, you're like looking through the pile of garlic and you're just like, they're like all old and rotten. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like Trader Joe's typically has like pretty fresh garlic. Okay. And it's cheap. Yes. So like as an Asian person, as a Korean person specifically, when I make my batches of kimchi, I buy like 40 bulbs of garlic. Yes. And I go to Trader Joe's and I typically wipe them out. And every they time- They must love that. Every time they ask me, they're like, as I'm checking out, they're like, whoa, what are you doing? And I'm always like- Fighting vampires. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I literally make up stuff because like, I don't want to be this like, oh, I knew he was making kimchi or like, right. oh, I knew, you know what I mean? Like confirmation of yeah, their bias. Yeah, like whatever it is. So Which like- Which is funny because it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is, that is what I'm doing. Or sometimes like, there are times when I'm just like, I don't like to cut like minced garlic every time I cook. So, right. you know, 
us Asians, we love to have a jar or freezer of garlic. Right. So I do that too sometimes. This usually happens when I'm making kimchi. I'll buy, that's why I buy like 40, not because they all go in the kimchi, but because I'm like, while I'm doing this, I yeah. might as well just stock up my garlic. Yeah, you know? I have a great freezer hack for it, yep. by the way. Yep, so like, but I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like there's that, I don't know what people are thinking. Is it because right. they think I also have a restaurant? Like, I don't right. know. I don't know what it is, but something about it triggers me a little bit. Well, because because they're making assumptions about you. Yeah, yeah. You Even know? if it's true. Even if it's true, still. you still don't want them to make those assumptions. Yes. How, do, how do they know you're not making a gigantic pot of bolognese or something? You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. it is. You never know. And you or know, like maybe it is for a restaurant. Maybe it's an Italian restaurant right, that I own exactly. or work at. Like I just You don't want to confirm their biases. Yes. You know, and some biases obviously are steeped in some truisms. Yes, Korean people use a lot of garlic when they're making kimchi, but Koreans especially Korean Americans use a lot of garlic when they're doing a lot of things, yeah. you know? So when people are like, put in a thing of garlic, I'm like, Oh, you mean like two right. bulbs? Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I get that. Um, but back to, you know, what C was saying, I, I mean, I don't think you're the asshole. I think it's, I think it's good to just kind of check people sometimes be like, no, what did you mean? What do you mean when you say that? Why would you think that? Why would you think? Or also, if you're going to kind of say these things in front of my child, I need to know, and he, I think, would appreciate to know where this ideology and this way of thinking came yes. from. Why do you think that? Maybe it came off a little aggressive because I, I, the way you worded it, it seems like you were like thinking about it, thinking about it, and then it kind of blurted out. Yeah. You know, whereas just like maybe being like in the moment, just being like, why do you think that? Well, also, I mean, I guess you have to ask yourself, do you think that your mother-in-law does have racist tendencies? Yeah. And that's why True. you felt like you needed to finally say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like bubbling right. up. And this like, was like I've heard her say shit like this before. Yes. I've heard her say kind of like these snide comments. Here's my opportunity to point out to her in a situation that is that she's talking about right in this moment that I can say, demonstratively sounds racist because I've heard her say things that she could, what's that word? Um, what is it when they say, hold on. Oh, plausible deniability. Mm. Oh, I wasn't saying it because of that. I was saying it because of this. Is it, she just offered plausible deniability in other instances where in this one, you're like, this is kind of locked and loaded. I can see it. You know, so maybe you were just like, now is the time. I'm gonna finally say what I've been wanting to say to her. And I think, to some degree, if you feel like she is, she probably is. Yeah. You know, and if your seven-year-old has to learn it this way, better now than when your child brings home a person of color to date and grandma says some fucking crazy fucked up shit to them about, you know, not dating X type of people yeah. and bringing them into her house or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, let's just consider that just nipping that shit in the bud. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You probably know better than we do. Yeah, 100%. Outside of this context, and I didn't even think of that. It probably is a thing where like, she has said something like that, like, like those like she... microaggression. -y. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, ooh. She says this kind of stuff all the time, yeah. but this one feels more pointed and feels right. like a good opportunity. And I think, you know. Cause like maybe if the guy wasn't Chinese, she would have been like, whoa, you having a party or we invite? Right. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, Are you having a barbecue or a block party? You're yeah. buying all these ribs? Oh, the assumption was he owns some Chinese restaurant? Like he could be doing anything with those ribs. Maybe he owns, uh, maybe he donates to a homeless shelter. You don't know. 
Maybe it's for like a church group or something, like some big group where he has to cook Maybe for a lot of people. Maybe he just really loves ribs and he's gonna sit down with eight racks of ribs and just fucking it's go to true. town. He might just put all of that in his freezer. Who knows? It's a good deal. I'm if, gonna If the supermarket doesn't put a limit on it, then that's not on him, that's on them. And it's like so weird that the checkout person and then the mother-in-law would talk about it. Like, he shouldn't be able to buy so many ribs and then don't fucking sell them. <laughs> Stupid. Right. Put a lemon on it. Like, why am I what, getting angry about this? Yeah. I love ribs. That's why. Don't fucking judge me. Oh, my God. Don't eat them, though. Your feet. <laughs> Think of your feet. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My gout. <laughs> oh, I can eat them. I don't yeah. have gout. <laughs> I love ribs, though. You're so good. I should make them again. Am I the asshole for telling my adopted girl from the same ethnicity as me that she's self-hating, causing her to cry? Well, that sounds a little harsh, but we'll find out. Aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. I love the opening sentences. Yeah. Because I made her cry because I told <laughs> yeah. her she hates herself. Am I the asshole? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll find out. I feel like the good ones know to yeah, this do is, that. Yeah, this is yeah. The, the- They polarize it from the you. Yeah, yeah. Storytelling or clickbaity a little right. bit, if you will. So I, 20 female, am a junior in college this coming fall. I'm Asian and I grew up in a city in California with a large Asian population. I go to a school out of state and when I arrived, I realized there was not a lot of us. I befriended many different groups of people and of course the few Asians that went there. The one girl, 20 female, and I clicked and quickly became friends freshman year. She's Asian too and we're both specifically Chinese, but she's adopted by white parents. Cool. Didn't really care. She's nice and we had similar interests. But over time, I started noticing she was always kind of making neg negative comments about Asians. For example, she told me she genuinely believed Asian Chinese people ate dogs and cats until she was 12. I just brushed that off and laughed. Then she said that the first time she saw another Asian person was when she was 10. She screamed because she was scared. Okay. Then she told me that I the food that I cook is nasty and, quote, embarrassing. If I speak in Mandarin to my parents on the phone, she'll run ahead and say, I'm embarrassing her if we're together in public. She'll always say, I'm Asian by blood, by, but white at heart, or there's a difference between us. Oof. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is she kind of makes me feel weird about being Asian Chinese, so I can only imagine what she must feel about herself. Her right. constant negative jabs are not just one-off occasions, but things that happen a lot. It's cringe and constant jokes about your people gets old and performative since she does it more when there's other people around to separate herself from it. I told her back in December that her constant insults about Asian and Chinese people over the time I've known her have gotten annoying and I asked her to stop. Stop freaking out every time I speak Mandarin in front of you. Stop accusing me of slipping dog and cat meat in the food I cook for myself. Stop making these jokes at the expense of your people or for others or even when we're alone, I don't like it and she's self-hating. She freaked out and told me as an adoptee, I can't tell her how to adapt or react to her culture and I'm the asshole. Um. Yeah, no. No, <laughs> absolutely That is not. a big hard no. Fuck no. Yeah. I mean, you can like, if you hate yourself and you're clearly projecting the things that you've learned in your home about whatever it is your family has taught you about what being Chinese means. Or friends. Probably, right. Maybe both. Maybe both. That's on her. But she's coming to you about it, making you feel bad, making you feel bad about your life. What if you were any other ethnicity? You know what I'm saying? Like if I told somebody else that was, I don't know, from Mexico, all these negative stereotypes about who they, doesn't give me the right to say it. Just, you know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely the fuck not.
And she's like then gaslighting you towards the end, right. telling you that like you she can feel however she wants. Right. But you're not talking about how she's feeling. You're talking to her about how her feeling then is Im used to treat you. you. Right. And then impacts you that way. Right. So no, those points aren't valid. I can feel angry, right. but if that anger makes me murder someone, then I did something <laughs> wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And like, not to invalidate people's feelings, but self-hate usually isn't it. I mean, if she is bold enough to say to you, you eat dog just because you're cooking food and that it's embarrassing that you speak another language, that just tells me so much about what she's been indoctrinated with as to what it is to be Asian and specifically Chinese. It's embarrassing when you speak Chinese. Why? Why would that be something that somebody would be embarrassed by? Is it because somebody made you feel like being Chinese was embarrassing? So to see somebody embrace their Chinese-ness makes you feel that sense of embarrassment all over again. It triggers this embarrassed feeling. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and remember, most of the time when people say stuff, it's about them. Not sure. you. And like, as I'm sure, it seems like you are already aware of and maybe makes you a really good person because of it. But because it, it kind of seems like she's almost being her friend to help her mm -hmm. through the process, but it shouldn't be at your expense. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are either adopted by white people who are Asian or they were like half, you know, they're mixed or whatever it is. And none of them have done this. So it shouldn't be at your expense. I mean, maybe going to the extent of telling her that she's self-hating might have been- A little harsh. A little harsh. A little bit for her to In the way to say it. Yeah. Um, but telling somebody like, you know, I think you might have a lot of internalized issues as to your identity, um, that I'm, you know, ready to help you unpack being a Chinese person. I'm willing to do that. But until then, you need to stop degrading me about being Chinese because I won't stand for that. Like drawing your boundaries and whatever is fine. But, you know, telling somebody like you're self-hating <laughs> a lot for somebody yeah. who is self-hating to hear um, and to then recognize that they might hate themselves. It's a bitter pill to swallow. So yeah. you're not the asshole. Yeah, no, I don't think for so at all. feeling how you felt. It might have shades of assholiness to tell someone they're self-hating if the goal is to be objective. I don't know that it's necessarily assholish, but maybe you would have had a better result if you had told her, focus more on the part of how it affected you. Right, or I mean, I, the but response- I, I do know what get, you mean. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Like It comes up a little brash for sure. Yeah, I could see that. Am I the asshole for calling my Asian friend a, can I even say it? C-H-I-N-K. The C-slur. Okay. Am I the asshole for calling my Asian friend the C-slur and imitating his accent? Yes. I'm gonna go with hard yes. Yeah. Super hard. Yeah, I've, like, I feel like this is one of those instances where it's like, there is no gray. I feel like I can't read this. The other day, I got into a heated argument with my friend in which we were both throwing around insults and I started to in imitate him I said, I can't say this. Hello, my name is John. I'm a fetch. He didn't seem any more offended than after all the other insults I threw at him, but I still feel guilty. That's 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 the whole story. That's, that's it. the whole story. One paragraph. That's the whole story. Four sentences. Am I the asshole for calling my friend a <laughs> Yeah, but there's like- And imitating his accent? Yeah. There's like so much to unpack in these couple of sentences. Cause it's like, yeah. does he have an accent? 
<laughs> Does he even have an accent? Right. Or are you just implying an accent because he's Asian? Right. Also, throwing a slur at your friend and fat shaming them in that same sentence, uh, you're the asshole. You're a fucking asshole. You don't say that shit to your friends. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care how close you are. You don't, I, you, I don't do that. I don't. And if one of my friends ever called me, <laughs> guess who's should get light one friend? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. No chance. As they wake up from the floor. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wanted to let you, let you know, uh, now that you've woken up, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Fuck you. Remember that $5 you owe me? I took it out of your wallet. Yeah, Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that's unacceptable. And yes, you are unequivocally, I don't care what you guys said to each other, you're the fucking asshole. Like a... Wow. Yeah. Like a hemorrhoided asshole. Like well, it's you're, like you're bad. <laughs> inflamed. Inflamed Inflamed, asshole. irritated, yeah. <laughs> glowing red asshole. Mm -hmm. Baboon asshole. <laughs> yeah. Not good. It Not, is big. <laughs> this is really, you, no amount of preparation H can help the kind of yeah. burning asshole you are. You're like a time suck of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> vacuums into a perfect black little, hole. <laughs> little asshole. Okay. You're one of these guys. Yeah. But it just sucks up everything like a black hole. Like you're a big asshole. Yeah, we're not we're not happy with you, guy. <laughs> yeah. my guy. You should definitely apologize instead of asking the internet. I will say, okay, okay, just to see if I can end this positively, the fact that you feel, feel bad guilty? about it. Yeah. Some saving grace. Right? Yeah. Good. You should feel guilty. That's maybe one of the worst things you can say and do to somebody that is your friend or even not your friend. Yeah. So the only way this is spun into something good is if like this is the only time it ever happens and you have a huge growth moment from yeah. this to be like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Right. Act on we've your, all been act there. Act on your instinct. Yeah, maybe not with slurs and stuff, sometimes with slurs and stuff, some of us, but we all have moments where like, oh, I, I don't want to be that person mm -mm. ever. Mm -mm. Yes, yeah, so just grow. Yeah. yeah, you can grow from this. Uh, you but can that was an asshole. Take that instinct to throw a, a slur um, at your friend and uh, go with the instinct to feel guilty and apologize, yeah. so. Just make that Good connection for that. earlier. We're, <laughs> we're proud of you for that. Yeah. No, but seriously. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Okay. That's all I can take. <sighs> I can't. Yeah, that was a lot of a lot. assholiness. <laughs> a lot of assholes. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. But on that note, thank you for joining us. Make sure you keep writing in. We have so much more, but we do want to keep hearing from you. Remember, any stories, if you need advice on anything, Whatever you want to vent to us, mm, I love, love to hear it. I love when people vent yeah. to us. It's or one of like, my favorites. Like uh, the one before, if something resonates with you and you want to let us know, um, trust me, you're not being weird or annoying or anything like that. We like a lot of this stuff. Sometimes we don't. It doesn't happen on camera, but like we've had some tears from a lot, some, a lot of these emails. So a lot. Thank you so much. Do you guys want to see us cry? Is that what you want? <laughs> You want to? I can cry. No problem. The crying, I don't mind. It's the panic attack I have <laughs> while feeling emotions that I hate having on camera. It's the sweatiness. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but yes, thank you all. Um, continue to do this. We love it. Yeah. We really do. We really love the community that we're building. So thank you. And please make sure you follow us on our socials. Oh, you can find me at Sujia one on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> And you can find me at Etch Sketch with a J on everything. And you can find the podcast at What in the Shiba. And the email to email us at is in the description below, but it is What in the Shiba. That's S H I B A L at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell. <sighs>
I almost said <laughs> ringling. That ding-a-ling. You said dingling. That almost, was the word. Okay, dingling. <laughs> I almost said it again. I was like, don't say it. See, see how that works. I was like, I don't like saying that. So <laughs> just dingling that dingling dinglings. <laughs> oh, but thank you again, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs>